amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, and all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, man. You're listening to Drop the Mic, the only podcast that I listen to that I'm not a part of. Every podcast I listen to, I usually talk on it, but not fucking Drop the Mic. That's where I'm like, let me hear what the boys have to say. And now we drop the mic. Thanks for taking him, Seth. No, no problem. I can't imagine what you're going to do without each other next year. Evan told me you didn't get into Dartmouth. You going to miss each other? No, I don't miss each other. Yeah, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. Me too. When I'm out partying. Go to school, boys. Bye. Take care of those. I never see you at parties or anything. Saturday was actually a crazy night for me. Seth's parents were throwing this party, like a get-together, cocktail casual. Wow. And then we went to a nightclub. You got in. We got right in. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) You would have loved it. Get my brand new fake ID. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Doesn't even have a first name, it just says McLovin! This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. Hello, Mindy. Um, okay. I'm gonna need to see some identification. Makes me feel young again. Ethnically, was he like, like, uh, African? Was he African? No. He was like you. He was Jewish. So we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. Tonight is our last party as high school people. You know when you hear girls saying like, oh, I was so gone last night, I shouldn't have slept with that guy. We could be that mistake. Engage. Hey, Becca. I love you. I love you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we say it more often? I just want to go to the rooftops and scream, I love my best friend, Evan. Boop. You're like the coolest person that's ever talked to me, and I blew it. Come on, you didn't blow it. I think maybe... Welcome back to our humble San Diego podcast. It's now 2023 and we are coming at you with brand spanking new content. We are your hosts, Wesley Swanson, James Warney, and Ryan Jimenez. And together we are the Drop the Mic podcast. Um, So this is episode 302, People Don't Forget, (laughs) where we're going to be taking a trip back to the year 2007 for a review of Superbad. But before we get into the movie, uh, let's warm up. How are you guys? What's up? Anything new? 
Good. How's it going? Nah, nothing new. Survive the holidays. <laughs> yeah. And now for a special news report. Brought to you by Drop the Money. I guess I'll start it off. Um, it looks like Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, better known for some of his roles as uh, I guess Quicksilver in the MCU and uh, the lead in Kick-Ass, the one and two. Um, he has actually met with the um, head producer for the James Bond, um, basically the James Bond franchise. And it uh, looks like he may be in talks to uh, take the lead on that. So what are your thoughts? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure Wes is familiar with that actor, but uh, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, dude, I, I think I read something about that, too. That's awesome. Um, especially with, with what he did in, in um, Bullet Train. He was fucking dope in that. So I think that's a good pick. I mean, he definitely has humongous, humongous shoes to fill, but uh, I think he can pull it off. Yeah, I think they, I know they wanted a younger, uh, they were going for a, a very much younger uh, James Bond. But um, yeah, I think he's like in his early, I, I want to say he's our age, like early 30s. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they can get him, you know, locked in and then have him for at least 10 years, I mean, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see if he goes any further. What about you, Wes? Uh, what about that news? Uh, yeah, I read that, uh, I think maybe just yesterday and I was excited again to comment on what Ryan just said. Um, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson was fantastic in bullet train. I think he was him and Brian Tyree Henry were like the best parts of that film for me. Um, so yeah, I think that he has the acting chops for it and he's like, uh, in like really killer shape so yeah <laughs> yeah um some interesting news that dropped i think a day or two um it looks like um warner brothers discovery is uh still open to the idea of keeping along uh, ezra miller as their flash for future dc films um they're currently working on uh, james gunn and peter saffron who are who we said earlier are kind of like the heads of the DC um, movie and TV film uh, universe. They're still working on that multi-year plan. Um, but it looks like uh, since he's been able to, or since they've been able to keep out of trouble um, since the last incident with, uh, with them, um, I guess they're showing some good faith with that. And uh, the idea of keeping him around is not out of the question. Uh, like we thought maybe you know before so um yeah i don't know i thought that's pretty interesting to, see, to hear that out of uh, like all the people they could keep around they'd keep him around <laughs> <laughs> or they they'd keep them around um i don't know i mean yeah like we, we've been talking about all this shit that's been going on with them and maybe they're trying to keep people around now after seeing all the backlash of what's going on with with Affleck and Cavill and Gal Gadot, so um, yeah, it's kind of weird that they pick that character and that actor to, to to stick around. Yeah, it seems like that's the only one throughout the whole uh, Snyderverse. I guess uh, is the only one that it seems that they're considering to bring uh, to keep with this new like slap kind of reboot ish type of 
universe they're going with. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know I, I, saw, I saw something earlier today too that it looks like Gal Gadot, um, her version of Wonder Woman is not in the plans for at least the next, uh, her Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Her specific Wonder Woman is not uh, in any future plans. So, um, moving on, um, the um, Hunters series on uh, Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. They're dropping. I think they just dropped their final trailer um, for their second season and their final season, which I'm kind of bummed out um, that it's going to be their final season. But I'm definitely stoked for this series. Um, love the cast, Logan Lerman. Um, a couple of other familiar faces I can't, uh, I don't remember their names, so Al Pacino, uh, the, the main one there. But uh, definitely check it out. Check out the first season if you haven't. The second season is coming out January 13th, so um, check that out if you haven't. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. After seeing, I, I haven't seen the first season. I saw one of the first trailers for the second season. It looks really good, so I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, the first season is awesome uh, if you haven't. It's, it's uh executive produced by jordan peele which i had no idea until i rewatched the first season like a couple of weeks ago um i was wondering why it was so good um <laughs> and then i was like oh okay his name's attached to it i, I don't know exactly what he he did in you know creating that series but uh his name's on it so it's got a, a his stamp of approval uh, yeah check that out um and my last bit of news is dave batista he went on the in an interview saying that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be his final MCU movie, the, uh, looking forward to the future and having more dramatic roles rather than um, silly performances he had as Drax and, and stuff like that. So what do you think, uh, Drax, no more? Um, I think Batista in his in his more serious stuff is, is filler anyways. It's sad that we won't be able to see him as Drax anymore, but I totally understand. He doesn't want to be... He doesn't want... To, you know just be associated with that role which most people do it's either that or wrestling you know um yeah um yeah, i've said it before and i'll say it again i think he's the best wrestler turned actor i think he's better than the rock he's better than cena um just with a few movies that he's done other than guardians um and it's crazy that you brought that up because i was watching an interview with um Shyamalan about that new knock at the cabin he said someone asked him um in an interview like how did um how was it working with dave bautista and um he was like he was one of the best actors i've worked with like he's everything oh, wow. you want in an actor and um and for him to say that it is wild it's crazy because he's worked with some of the best yeah um and he said that this new this this role that he he has in his new movie is gonna um he's gonna um be in a lot of people's lists for you know for for as actor for, for the this coming year so yeah dude i'm stoked for that nice. give, give dave bautista all the all the different roles he possibly can and he's a yeah. good dude yeah for sure um that's it that's it for my news though i don't know if uh, you guys have any more so whoever's next go ahead take the take the mic i'll go next i have a couple um so 
Michael Giacchino, the famous uh, composer, fucking did Batman. He, he directed uh, Werewolf by Night for Marvel a, a couple months ago. Um, it's been announced that he's going to make his directorial debut with a new take on the, I think it's like mid-50s, um, monster movie Them. It's going to be coming from Warner Brothers. Um, I think they're trying to get producers on, but he, it's, it's a go. He's going to make it. So it's pretty awesome. I, I think he's quoted as saying that's one of his, the, the movies that Hiram is watching for the first time and like him falling in love with. It's kind of badass. I don't know if you guys have seen that original one. No, I haven't. Yes. Yeah. So I'm stoked. I fucking love fucking World by Night. Um, so yeah, it's fucking badass from the beginning that first that first movie to be that. <clears throat> that new Evil Dead trailer came out. Uh, I don't know if you saw James. I know me and Wes talked about it, but it looks fucking insane. So oh, that looks good. gnarly. I cannot wait for that fucking movie. And then the fucking cheese grater. I don't even want to <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Wes? What do you think about it? Uh, here. Well, I have a little write-up for it. So can I just read it for you guys? Yeah. All right. So an Evil Dead Rise Red Band trailer dropped this week, and it looks every bit as demented as you could have hoped for. Plus, the franchise will move into uh, a city backdrop for the first time, not including the show, of course. Excited and, and hoping the film will live up to the hype, Lee Cronin's Evil Dead Rise is set to drop in theaters April 21st, 2023. Yeah, it's fucking... Nice. It's a... I don't remember if you talked about it, but it's a... Is he producing it? Is he one of the producers? Um, I want to say yes. I want to say okay. yes. And, you, and, and, and like we talked about, you and I off air, um, this new one seems to be carrying on the 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 tone of the the remake yeah mm-hmm. even with like the uh the makeup effects the, mm-hmm. the the gore style everything it's like goes back to mia um essentially uh, or essentially for me in my opinion um it looks good man uh and 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 fuck all these people saying that it's ripping off smile okay because the dead <laughs> the dead heights have been around wow. a lot longer than than that so <clears throat> um a little bit of uh, more movie trailer news i don't know if you guys heard about this but um mutilator 2 dropped its first trailer so it's uh, it's it's Obviously, it's a sequel to the first Mutilator. It's like a you know '80s fucking slasher, cult classic. It's going to be a direct sequel. <clears throat> um, it's bringing back the original director and its original stars, Ruth Martinez and Bill Hitchcock. And then the sequel's taking place in the real world. So the premise of the movie is the stars are like reuniting for this Mutilator-themed event at the original filming location and now there's a brand new serial killer or killer that's stalking the the the, the beach house again um i don't know if you guys saw this or Wes, did you see this i knew that they they were they had just wrapped up um production but i didn't know what the actual premise was so this is <laughs> new this is news to me it sounds like a new like a new nightmare essentially right yeah very, yeah, yeah yeah and and then at the very end of the trailer um they just fucking go batshit crazy and um 
Art the fucking clown from Terrifier makes an appearance oh, in the trailer. <laughs> um, and he's seen with the other killer, so I don't know where they're going that with that, but I thought that if you haven't checked it out, check out that trailer. Um, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. And uh, I think that's all I got for my news this week. Nice. Very nice. I have uh, a couple pieces that you neither of you mentioned, so I'll I'll get into it. Um, next up, Universal's newest killer doll flick, Megan, is dropping this week and sits right now at a 95 on Rotten so far. Uh, this will be one of the first bigger horror films to drop in the new year, of course. So let us all know what you think about it when you check it out. Uh, uh, fucking, it looks good. Uh, it looks funny. I've seen tra- all the trailers and all the like non-spoilerly, non-spoilerly kind of reviews on it, and it looks everything like it. Everyone talks about how it leans into a little bit more of the campiness. So I'm stoked. I love campiness. Um, it looks fucking crazy, and the, the premise is weird as shit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. And whenever I get a chance to see it, I'm gonna go see it. And if you're gonna go to the movies this weekend. Fuck going to see Avatar. Go give this movie your fucking money instead. <laughs> yeah, I think Avatar's made enough. Yes, this it has. <laughs> um, uh, Jordan, I, I, Jordan was uh, surprisingly uh, uh, very interested to see this movie. We watched, watched the trailer on t- on the TV. Um, he's like, "Oh, it's like Chucky," <laughs> um, and he he loves Chucky. So um, I think that's uh, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, fuck that um, <laughs> in terms of like if that was real. But uh, it looks like an extremely entertaining movie. Um, pretty creepy. Um, I love the I mean, the doll just looks super weird and creepy. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, if this is going to be any good. And the trailers look like it's going to be good. So it's, it's uh, was James PG-13 Wong 13 too. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it may not, it may not, may not get as much uh, gore as we're expecting, but uh, that's okay though. It's gonna make the money. Yeah. That's why they do it. It's smart. But it's uh, James Wan and uh, Jason Blum are producing it. Uh, you know, and I feel like we can all agree that the Insidious franchise is pretty good, and it's PG thirteen. Yes. So uh, yes. hopefully they've they've kind of they've uh, come up with some kind of formula that's going to be very good regardless of the rating um speaking of james wan while doing press for megan um he opened up recently about the next conjuring film which will be the fourth installment and hinted that this might be the last we see at least uh with the regular cast we've come to know over the years do you guys have any thoughts on this yeah i think uh there's only so much you can do with that franchise um, without kind of painting it and uh, um, I don't know, kind of killing it. But um, if he has a, a great idea, I, I feel like they were, they've all been great so far. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to do another one. I'm excited to see it. If, and this is if this is the last one to, for him to do or for kind of just to close that door on this franchise. Um, I'm okay with that too. I, I love the the franchise so far. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, like, they're no strangers to doing spinoffs and stuff, so I, I think um, just closing the door on the actual, like, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, um, yeah. that central core could be good, um, you know, because you also want to be respectful to these real-life people right? as well who are no longer with us. I get it. Ryan, thoughts? No? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm for it. Um, you know, James Wan, I think, has, has done enough, given us enough to, um, to kind of not like I'm okay with this direction if they're gonna end it. I mean, or they can, you can, you know, keep it, end their story and keep the Conjuring kind of franchise going. But either way, it's James Wan, so I have full faith in him. Alrighty, wrapping up news, I just wanted to throw out that uh, Last of Us Season 1 will be coming to HBO January 15th, so everybody at home, watch out for that, because it is looking really fucking good, Pedro Pascal, forever. This is the way. Dude, I think that that's going to be, like the games were, you know, once in a generation, but, you know, the first one on PS3 and then the last, the second one on PS4. But, um, yeah, dude, I have a feeling this is going to, it's going to be huge. Like Game of Thrones did just because of how good it looks. I'm just so glad that they, they, they went the, you know, we live in this interesting time where television and movies are kind of blending together and we're getting all of these kind of mini series and all this great creative stuff where they can tell um extended stories and the last of us deserves that you know and i'm glad they didn't go the naughty dog didn't go the route of uh that they did with uncharted just making it a big blockbuster and we're gonna get to spend time the necessary time with these characters the way that the video game intended if that makes sense and now it's time for the weekly recommendations uh yeah so i'm gonna do uh, a movie I think that we've all watched, um, uh, Airborne. I don't know if anyone uh, else listening has seen or heard of this movie, but uh, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It is a Brink-esque movie if you're a fan of Brink, uh, but think of Brink with a more cinematic, I guess you'd say, uh, budget and, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, just the way it looks. Uh, a lot better. It's not really Disney, but um, <laughs> uh, check it out. And we get a lot of uh, young, uh, fresh faces of um, you know staples of uh, of comedy that we see now, or less, at least within the last ten, within the last decade or so. We get a like, super young Jack Black, um, Seth Green. Um, yeah, uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's not readily available on um, any streaming platforms. Uh, have to rent it from youtube or google play um but yeah if you have the chance to see that or catch it on tv some way i highly recommend checking that out um it is a i want to say early 90s film yeah i think 94 93 93 yeah so check that out if you haven't um yeah it's a fun movie it's really cool i got a couple different things as usual um Diablo 2, I've been playing nonstop. It's been kicking my ass. But I highly recommend it if you want to go back and play it or if you never played it. Um, it's only available digitally. So you have to buy it digitally on like Switch or, or PS4, PS, PlayStation, Xbox. Um, but it's good. I like it. 
a throwback to those old classic uh, dungeon crawler fucking RPGs. Um, I rage quit today because I died and lost all my shit again. <laughs> um, and it's it's harder than I thought it was. Like I remember playing it over my friend's house, like early two thousands, and it, I didn't feel it didn't feel as hard. Diablo three, like I fucking ran through it. This one, I'm actually dying a lot and fucking having to like rank up things and then think of ways to get around people. It's fucking it's rad. Um, <clears throat> moving on to some the movies. Uh, over the holidays, I went back to the Bay Area. Got to see Puss in Boots with my family. Um, it's good. It's fucking really good. <laughs> um, I think I told West off air. I read somewhere that, that people were calling it the Logan of the Shrek franchise, and it definitely <laughs> lives up to that name. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> it's a good. It's a good kids flick, and uh, it's a nice, um, very good jump back into that universe, that Shrek universe. Hopefully, we get more, especially of Shrek. And then uh, it premiered on HBO Max, I think, last week, but uh, it's called This Place Rules. It, it follows journalist Andrew Callahan as, <clears throat> and his gonzo journalism, um, and he's reporting on the events that led to the January 6th Capitol riots. Um, what unfolds on screen is, like, it feels like a fucking fever dream, but we actually kind of lived through all the, <laughs> the, that. <laughs> um, those people are fucking insane and he goes down rabbit holes with these people and it's just like what the fuck like what is happening like i thought i was amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Fucking a little unhinged. <laughs> These people are like in, like in fucking a whole other level. It's, um, it's fucking awesome. I hope he gets... All the recognition, recognition for doing it, uh, he deserves. And fucking hopefully, all the awards because it's fucking good. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yes, yes. So you you recommended this to me off air, and uh, as soon as we got done, I think we were gaming for a bit. Uh, I watched yeah. it. I watched it right after that, and yeah, you're not lying, man. It's fucking good. It's funny. It's shocking. It's uh, it's a great unbiased. Um, documentation and that's very very important in today's you know day and age um, yeah it's uh, it's just incredible the the way that it was presented and 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 how you know this this side mm, essentially kind of make themselves look dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah check that out it's on hbo Max right now if you haven't 
my next wreck is uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, directed by uh, Martin <clears throat> Martin uh, McDonough, starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Terry Condon, and fucking Barry Keegan. Um, it's on HBO Max as well. Uh, this one is getting all the Oscar buzz for 2022 as it should. Um, if you like McDonald's other work, you're gonna love this. I don't know if you guys have checked it out yet. No, not yet. Uh, um, it's it's fucking awesome. Barry Keegan is. Yeah, I think he's gonna win the Oscar for supporting. He should because his fucking his work in it is, is so fucking great. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's on HBO Max right now. Wes, have you seen it? Uh, no, not yet. No. And there's a fucking one-liner in it that's possibly my favorite one-liner of last year and a fucking couple of years worth of movie dialogue. Um, Colin Farrell has this dialogue that's fucking awesome in it and uh, it resonated with me. <laughs> um, yeah, check it out if, if you haven't. It's super kind of depressing and sad, but funny at the same time. Um, but yeah. And then uh, that's it for my record, actually. That's all I got. Nice. I have two two for you guys. Um, first up, uh, Apple TV Plus's Emancipation from Antoine Fuqua. Does an incredible job visually with a dark time in American history. Um, Will Smith proves he could have, in fact, uh, played Django had he not walked out on that project all those years ago. Um I just watched this yesterday and it's, it's, uh, incredibly effective. Of course, um, you know, all these movies having to do with slavery are, are rough, um, to get through. Uh, but this one is really, at least in my opinion, it was done really well. Um, Ben Foster is in it and uh, as per usual, he is very, very fucking good evil evil person in this um if you guys have have either one of you checked this out yet i haven't no i've heard about it though and i've seen i've seen trailers for it it looks really good just haven't gotten around to see it yeah same here yeah you guys should check it out uh smith um definitely for him coming off of king richard king richard king, yeah for him you know obviously he was fucking like fantastic in that and for him to come out you know <clears throat> since the controversy and this being his next project he's just as fucking good in this um and yeah everybody should, should watch it it's got a very disappointing 46 on rotten i'm not sure if that has to do with you know politics and stuff um <laughs> of course but anton Fuqua is a beautiful filmmaker and uh me and chris for black history month we're not gonna i'm not gonna reveal the movie um that we're going to do but it'll be an anton Fuqua movie um uh, for black history month so you look you, everyone can look forward to that go ahead four four uh four face laughs out of five. <laughs> oh. oh too early no yo honestly can i make something up real quick though yeah real quick so all that shit happened right with him we had to fucking hear about it for fucking three months i know we talked about it a lot on this um and Wes, i know me and you talked about this off air but like all that shit with dana white and what he did 
is totally not getting as much as what Will Smith did. I know Will Smith was on national TV during one of the biggest, the biggest awards show ever. <clears throat> but I feel like, again, people pick and choose and people pick and chose with, with that situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy you brought that up. I just heard about that today. But they know I, I still don't even know what happened. I just heard it on a, someone briefly mentioned it on a, like a podcast I was listening to. And that was it. I had to look it up to see what was the whole thing. That my first time hearing about it. I people are making a big deal. I know his new show got canceled by ESPN, but a millisecond after that Will Smith shit happened, it was on. And like I said, it was on national TV. I get it. It was fucking everywhere. Like you could not put on the TV, look on Twitter, look on Instagram without someone saying something, making a joke about something, whatever. But this Dana White shit, like. I haven't seen anything on ESPN. I haven't read any a, a lot of articles on Twitter. I haven't seen anyone talk about a, a lot of people talk about it. I haven't seen anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just curious because I feel like the Dana White thing is a, a much more severe because it's a domestic violence in public. Yeah. Case, you know, like, and it was filmed yeah. in a club. It was in public. Uh, very unacceptable. <laughs> Let, let's let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my 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 final rec uh, is the 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 menu, um, which was one of the surprise hits of 2022, and it's finally hit HBO uh, Max. For everyone who hasn't seen it yet, check it out. Anya Taylor Joy, Hong Chow, uh, Ray Fiennes, and Nicholas Holt all do a fine job in this, and I'm pretty sure. Ryan, you saw this in the theater, correct? I did. And I, I, I remember wrecking it too, and you're like, I don't know, guy. I was like, listen, dude. No, um, yeah, no, I saw it in the theater. It's fucking great. I loved it. It, was, it didn't uh, crack my top 10 of last year, but uh, it definitely was, was one of the best I, I saw, and it was super surprising too. It's readily available right now. Go check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. The menu. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about Superbad. It's rated R. It's from 2007. It's a coming-of-age comedy. It runs at 1 hour and 59 minutes, and it's got a well-deserved 88 right now on Rotten. Directed by Greg uh, Matola, written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, starring Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, Bill Hader, Seth Rogen, Christopher Mintz-Blast, and Emma Stone. Here's the synopsis. Seth and Evan are two best friends who are about to graduate high school and move on to college. So in an effort to close out the end of the, this chapter in both of their lives with the bang, they embark on a mission to score liquor for a gigantic house party that's happening, but various obstacles stand in the way of them and the two women that they hope to win over before the night is done. The idea for Superbad started with screenwriter Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg while in their youth, and its story is loosely shaped around their final year of high school. The film itself took seven years to complete, with early development starting in 2000 and the film being finished and released on August 17, 2007. Superbad proved to be a smash hit, grossing over $170.8 million on a $20 million estimated budget. Over the years, it has become considered a classic comedy 
by many with endless uh, quotability and high energy. Superbad was released in 2007, uh, which happens to be the same year I graduated high school, so it goes without saying that I was the ideal demographic for the film and saw it at the perfect time in my life. With the leads being hugely relatable and iconic, it's a film I've seen countless times with the raunchy jokes still hitting. The film is arguably one of the uh, last great comedies depicting life as a young millennial. The technology shown is sparse and immediately takes you back to simpler times and also manages to channel the emotions of moving on after high school and the fear that comes with potentially losing lifelong friends and starting over as an adult. Four out of five veiny dick drawings. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Triumphant. Veiny <laughs> bastard. All right, James, you had an interesting uh, take on the, on this one, and, and I want to hear um, what you have to say about this film, man. This film, so this came out in 2007, I would have been a, I believe I would have been... Junior? Soft, junior, yeah, I believe Junior in this, when this came out. So, um, a very relatable movie when it came out. Um, I think even now, just, you know, re-watching it, being able kind of transporting me uh back into those times when i was in high school uh, like i said i think when a text when i was trying to decide to, uh, to pick this um it was kind of one of those movies that in today's climate of of how everyone wants to play it safe and, and stuff like that and, and no one wants to offend anybody i think this is kind of one of those last movies that uh in that genre that time that that got to come out and was kind of um, wasn't really tethered by anyone or uh, worrying about anyone's feelings. Uh, you can definitely tell that by the, the language in this. Um, um, I mean, just the things that happen in this. It, it, it's it, it it wouldn't fly in in today's um, movie industry, I guess. Um, I it's like you said in the in the early review of the synopsis. It's one of those movies that's kind of um you can you can relate so well with it and it's it's quotable to like almost every every uh word every uh sentence in this in this film is almost you know quotable um i think me and my buddies when one of us are talking about it we'll just start blowing you know we'll just start throwing out quotes from this nonstop, and it, that'll be like a 10 15 minute thing where we're just dying laughing um yeah, this movie for me is probably one of the, I'd say one of the best comedies uh, of its time, if not um, still now. But um, yeah, I, I, I highly enjoy it, and uh, the ending still kind of gets to me thinking of thinking back how um, it's a really emotional ending. I don't want to get to it uh, right now, but yeah, I, I I love this movie. I think it's probably one of the best things that come out from uh, Seth Rogen or the mind of him, I guess. But yeah, um, what are your thoughts on this? I think you 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 had, you had brought it up that <clears throat> James wanted to do this just so we can talk about um, why don't these these kind of raunchy teen comedies don't get made anymore. Um, first off, I think it's one of the greatest rated R teen comedies of all time. Um, like James, like you said, like the one liners and and the the quotes in this movie are like forever being used throughout my <laughs> my 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 um with my friends and, and like you said he, he was my even with my girlfriend we we we, we quote this movie all the time yeah. um and um 
even 15 years later, it, it still makes you hysterically laugh. Um, I think a lot of us, like, kind of, um, like, you talked about, um, James, we, this was, you know, we were the, Wes, you talked about in your write-up, this was, um, we were the demographic they were, <laughs> they were, they, they wanted, and we all went to go see it. I think I had just graduated high school in 2006, so I was 18 when this movie came out, um, and I fucking thought it was the best thing ever. Um, but I also kind of was sad, just like you said james about the ending because it's such a, a, a kind of all this shit happens and the ending is just how it is and it's kind of you know how i felt leaving all, all my friends in high school um but my my what i wanted to say about this is that i don't think these kind of movies are made anymore because there's not really a not necessarily i don't think anyone i mean i'm sure it has to do with the fact that everyone's trying to be um you know pc and things like that but i just don't feel like there's a need for them anymore not saying that i wouldn't go and see them but the general population of, of movie go- goers i don't think you know we need a raunchy rated r comedy like this that's, how, that. that's what I, that's what i was going at it. and that's why i think that they, they're not that's why i think they're not made anymore do you so by that do you mean that you feel like the gen uh, gen z are not down with this as far as like the culture wise mostly that and just mostly you know everything i think is up to this this was really one of the first to kind of show teenagers like this um and to, to this like for us for our generation but um you know everything has been kind of done already and i think that nowadays with with fucking influencers and, and, and YouTube videos and, and TikTok videos and all these kids have literally seen everything. To us, this was, and this was only 15 years ago, to us, this was, what the fuck, like, holy shit. Like, I cannot believe they're, they're talking about this or they're making jokes about this, but nowadays, I just don't feel like it's, like I said, it's needed by by, by this younger generation. I'd say they're, they're they uh, this generation coming up is more. It sounds so fucking old saying that. Um, their <laughs> their um, high school experience is probably way different than we experienced it, and the way it was portrayed in this, you know, in this film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a, a movie like this wouldn't make sense to them in terms of being relatable or relatability. Yeah, I agree with you. That makes total sense. Like the early two thousand, mid two thousands, you know, going back to the nineties with stuff like American Pie, Road Trip, like you don't see stuff like that. Even The Hangover, like you don't get um, comedies like that too much. Mm-hmm. It's it's more you know rom com type stuff. You don't get um, these kind of like almost like college demographic raunchy comedies. And and I do think what you said ryan is valid that that filmmakers are just are scared because of the the time that we live in even even uh stand-up comics are not safe you know there's no safe ground um as far as what is funny and what is is not so that's when you have people like todd phillips who are known for these kind of comedies going in and in crazy new directions like with with joker and stuff you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This is pretty interesting. It's also, it's crazy too that you bring that up is because it, it's perfect because he went from making those comedies and those launchy comedies to making movies, making a movie like Joker and now doing this Joker 2. And it's, they're two completely different movies, right? And one is the movies he used to do or, or was known for doing were, you know, raunchy comedies. And now he's doing super ultra violent movies. And it says a lot of, about how where we are in society, what is more acceptable with comedy like that and <clears throat> movies that kind of, um, you know, glorify violence like that with, with in the day and age of all these mass shootings and these shoot people people um trying to get you know guns banned and stuff like that so it's, it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. yeah you would think that the, the it would be reversed but it's not exactly um so the whole cafeteria uh scene for me when um when they're arguing about um i think evans evan basically is leaving death at the um at the cafeteria and he's like you want me to fucking eat like dessert alone, like fucking Steven Glansberg over there. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just some guy by himself eating pudding. Um, uh, was hilarious because there's so many things in this, like little things like that. It's like, holy shit, like it, they're so relatable in, in terms of, you know, just thinking back in the high school, I'm like, oh yeah, there's that kid who sat like alone, like by himself. You know, it's, it's just things like that, little things like that when they're on the field playing soccer and, um, I don't know. This this film just brings back. It just brings back a lot of memories from high school and 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 things like that. It it, it just makes. Um, I think that's what makes it so good. Just the relatability of everything. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that they wrote it when they were they started writing it when they were in high school, right? Or, you know, young. Yeah, they wrote it. You know, I believe going through fourteen is when they started yeah. doing the the kind of <clears throat> uh, treatment um, for it, which is insane. That's crazy. And, and I think what else makes it kind of um, makes it super relatable is the fact is how well Sarah and, and Hill's chemistry is. Like you, they they feel like you were you're watching two best friends, and you know you you feel like you're watching them their 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 um, relationship grow into this relationship at the end where um, <laughs> they admit that they love each other. And we can all. Oh my know, god! <laughs> yes. We can all relate to that, you know. It was kind of, you know, we thought it was weird saying that kind of stuff, and not and just being like, "Hey, I know we're cool and everything." And at the end, it's like Jesus, like, you know, you have to tell everyone you love them, and ex- especially your best friends, every single fucking time you can. It just, um, I think that's one of the main reasons why I love it. It feels like you're watching two best friends, and it has a lot to do with, with Jonah and and. Michael Sarah and just the way it was written. Yeah, it's um like at the at its core, it's a it's a it's a bromance between these two best friends and them kind of learning about life or real life, um, in a sense. And 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 I love how the the movie is clever and especially in the ending, kind of breaking down that stigma, you know, like of homophobia and stuff, and just. <clears throat> telling us as consumers that and, and men like it's okay to voice your like your your emotions and your feelings towards your friends you know what i mean it doesn't make you any less uh so it's really interesting how um there's so much to unpack in this um even outside of just the the comedy 
I love I love Rogan and Hater in this um, as the buddy cop duo that are kind of uh, in and out of this movie with um, with Fogel. I think uh, them in this was this the first. This wasn't uh, Seth Rogen's first film, was it? Um, Knocked Up came out the same year, actually. It did. Yeah, they, they were they were as they were writing it, and getting everything done. They were filming Knocked Up. Oh wow! Yeah. This was uh, this was a huge movie, I think, for everybody in this in this cast. I think it it shot a lot of them into like the stars that they are now. <clears throat> Even uh, Emma Stone, this was her very first movie. That's kind that's kind of crazy oh, to, wow. to think about. Yeah, I can't tell you how many of my friends after seeing this had Emma Stone as their like wallpaper on like <laughs> on their on their like home con- computer screens or something. I don't know if you you guys read about this, but um, all of, like the minor characters that they talk about in the movie and like um, and the name you mentioned, uh, James, when they're in the cafeteria, like those are all real people that they grew up with, and that dude was like <laughs> they they. That guy was like, uh, like kind of like a loner in their in their school. <laughs> oh <laughs> Even wow! Even at the party, cool. all the names they drop—they're all real people that they grew up hanging around with, or went to high okay. school with, or went to parties with. I love how they tie in the whole um, Jimmy's brother thing, like earlier in the movie with um, the guy who hits uh, Jonah Hill. He's like, <laughs> uh, he's talking to Evan. He's like, "Hey, you got a brother named Jimmy? You, you look just like his little brother, man." Man, yeah, that's crazy. And then later on, they go to the party. Like, you're Jimmy's brother, aren't you? You're the stinger. Um, I just, I loved how they tied that back in. Like, and kind of went full circle. And then he has to play along, uh, so he doesn't get his ass beat by some coked out um, <laughs> guys in a room. It was that's uh, probably one of my favorite things. There's so many cameos in this, like Martin Starr's in that room, and then on the in the yeah. in the in the high school, there's Dave Franco, like so many people that are just have super bit parts, um, and they're just around. It's crazy. What a cast. These eyes. <laughs> These eyes have seen a lot with you. Um, did you have you guys ever noticed that that's the song in the cop, in the cop car that's playing? Right after that scene, like the, the scene after they go to the and they they're they're with um, Rogan and, and Hater, that's the song that's on the radio. It, oh my god, no! <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the scene right after. Where right when they go back to the, the to them, and they're they're in the car. Um, yeah, that song's on the radio. I just watched this and I didn't I did not put that together. But it's I'll... super faint. You have you really have to listen to it. But yeah. <laughs> No, I was reading about that. Did you? Um, I read this this article about how um, one of the other songs they filmed and they wanted to do was the song song. Oh, for Cisco. Picked... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed like one one scene of him just like um, dancing, and then one scene singing that song, and then another scene singing the song song, and they they obviously went with the, <laughs> the other one. Oh my god. Uh, I think one of, muffin. Yes, you, that's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes when they're in the restaurant and the cops are there with um, Fogel and this homeless guy starts making trouble and they're trying to stop him and he just kind of loses his shit and he's all, it's you, McMuffin. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I reference that all the time and nobody under gets it. So that's fun. And then uh, oh, yeah. and when uh, Fogel tries to stop him, the so the homeless guy runs through the kitchen to try to get evade the cops, right? And he just like pretty much strong arms Fogel into this like uh tr like thing, this tray of food or whatever. And and uh, Fogel delivers this line where he's all, "Leave me alone, you fucking bum," or whatever. But the way. <laughs> The way his delivery is so spot on, it's great. Especially that this was um, also Christopher's um, very first film. You know, when the credits roll, it says introducing Christopher Mintz Blast. And uh, he's just so fucking good. And, and um, like, a na like naturally gifted, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The opening credits, I had to say, it's probably one of the best opening credit scenes. Um in a film with just Jonah and and him dancing the whole time for like three minutes. Yeah. And the, um, let's give a shout out to this soundtrack, which is so unorthodox because it's a con yes. <laughs> contemporary film with just nothing but soul and funk the entire time. Even, okay. even, even, well, they do play the notorious B.I.G. in the, one of the house parties, but, but for the most part, it's, um, it's all, kind of uh period stuff but it works like you never question it it's just so fluid but how they came up with that as far as a music direction is 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 wild speaking of period stuff um <laughs> no it's just it's merlot it's merlot yeah He's like why the fuck do you have my detergent i got fucking blood on my pants that was i was reading that was one of the jokes they thought they was either gonna like be one of the best in the film or was going to tank the movie. Like they were, they were even going about like if they filmed it, <clears throat> he has the blood on his pants the entire time after that. So they had shot scenes. If that joke didn't work to like go around, not showing his pants throughout the rest of the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and they said that I was reading that, um, Seth and Evan, they really knew, someone in real life a girl who that happened to oh god when uh when seth or jonah hill's character when he realizes he's all why would there be blood on my pants i'm not <laughs> i'm not cut like what and then he realized he puts it together he's all, did someone fucking no, period it on my pants <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and there's the, those guys uh, who are just yelling across the party for other people to come look at it. Yeah, taking pictures. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, I've never seen this in my entire life. And he touches it, he's all, it's fucking blood, dude. It's blood, dude. <laughs> he's wiping it on his friend. <laughs> it's so crazy that you can probably, like, I was thinking about, like, the, the, the significance it still has in pop culture. and You can walk into, like, a fucking... Target or Walmart and find a McLovin shirt. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell you guys a story about when I saw this in, in theaters. Well, I saw it a, a bunch of times uh, when it came out that summer, but um, I it was the same summer that Rob Zombie's original Halloween came out. I take my sister, my oldest sister, Ashley, shout out. Um, she's probably like I want to say like 13 at the time, 14. I take her down to one of our local theaters <clears throat> and I was smart. 
because I was like, well, they'll let me in, but I don't know if they're going to let her in. So we bought tickets to, to Ratatouille and, uh, and we went in to, to see Halloween <laughs> matched up the times. <laughs> I took her to, I took her to see Rob Zombie's Halloween. And then, uh, she loved that. That's about two hours. Um, and then <clears throat> we had, we had some time to kill. So then we movie hopped to, I took her to see super bad right after. And, uh, it was so funny seeing her reactions to everything and she was just dying like on the floor of the, of the theater. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so good, but it was it's definitely like a, a big memory that I have <clears throat> with my my sister, you know, having oh, cool. taking her to do hood rat shit with me. <laughs> oh man. Remember the good old days of, of uh Jumping from theater to theater. There's one scene in particular. It's in the beginning when they're going to the uh, liquor store, and they're looking, they're looking at the uh, uh, it's like Playboy's or whatever they are, like Hustler magazine. Um, and it's it, it probably means nothing to anybody else, but there's a scene they uh, they buy drinks. They, I think he, I think Evan buys a or Seth buys a Red Bull, and then Evan buys a slushy or whatever. And he goes, oh, um, can you get this for me? Um, it's it's funny, that little thing where he just says, can you get this for me? And I, I feel like that's, um, at least me, I don't know if I'm reading too much into the scene, but I feel like that might be something that always happens with them uh, because that's something that always used to happen with me. I would I would be the one being, hey, can, uh, can you give me that drink or can you give me those hot Cheetos at lunch? Um and I think with one of my one of my good friends, uh, Stephen, if you're listening, I know I racked up probably like two or three grand over um, the course <laughs> of high, the course of high school, uh, the four years of high school, uh, constantly every single day at lunch or during break, being like, "Hey, can you give me that soda? Or can you give me that cookie? Or can you give me those Cheetos? I'll get you back later." And I <laughs> never got him back to this day. I every once in a while I'll joke about it, but yeah, that um, that is something that. Uh, those little that little thing right there reminded me of that, and um, uh, like I said, it's a relatable movie. Even if that's not the point of that little thing, I took it as that, so it's, it's my own thing. But uh, yeah, I, little things like that is one of the special mo- parts of the movie. Even you better run your homies' pockets, bro. You get you need to get that, <laughs> that hot Cheeto money back. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I was that friend too. I was the friend buying everybody shit because I was like the only one in high school who had a job. <clears throat> there you go. Look at you, Ryan, being productive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it wasn't. No. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I wish I was the other friend asking. <laughs> <laughs> he never. He never said no, so it, I just kept going. Hey, that's a real homie. <laughs> yeah, he never bugged me about it either. I'll get you back next time, but you know, there's never a next. Uh, there's never a next time. Also, who the fuck buys a slushy at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny when I was um, I was looking this movie up. A news article popped up like two days ago. Um, some I don't. It, I again, super like the weirdest coincidence, but. The the kid who plays um little little Seth who draws all the dicks. It was yeah. an article about how much that scene has made him money. 
I think he's like 25 now. And since then, um, he's racked over like $100,000 in royalties just for that fucking one scene of him drawing the dicks or pretending to draw the dicks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, like I've been kind of, I'm like, kind of made me rich just for those, those, those little scenes. Also, I don't know if you guys read about how they couldn't, obviously couldn't, they couldn't have any of the kids looking at that. So like they, when they filmed that scene, they had like, like body doubles do it and then they had the kids just react to nothing so they didn't even know what they were reacting to oh, oh man principal it's like some uh some crazy religious nut you know possessed by some dick demon <laughs> <laughs> you know what type of food is shaped like dick the best kind <laughs> that is true though yeah, there's a um I don't know if you guys read it. There's a really there was a really good um Vanity Fair article for the 15th anniversary like over the summer and it has everybody in the cast. Uh, it's an interview. And they talk about like all this shit throughout the, the that interview. It's a really good interview. Um so I will just jump into the to the ending. Um I don't know where we're at in this, but um uh to me it was a, it was kind of like a it, it's really it's a really sad and emotional movie i think the first time i watched it i kind of got my eyes got a little watery because i was like man this is this is what you know uh at the time i hadn't graduated so seeing this i'm like this is what it's gonna be like and it i i love how they have um seth kind of you know he's going down the elevator and they're kind of they're they're parting ways essentially and it's um you know them coming to the realization that they're they're their best friends, you know, now and hopefully forever. But that's something uh, you have to come to terms with that they, they, they their friendship may be going in different directions now because of you know just growing up and and leaving high school. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what the point was of them kind of going their separate ways. It doesn't seem like it's that serious. It's just in the hall when one's going up and one's going down the the escalator. Right. Well, it's also the fact that they're they 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 kind of <clears throat> by chance like run into the two girls that they had been pursuing the entire film, and they want to hang out. Um, so then their plans of them hanging out, you know, to get uh, was Evan's comforter and like new clothes and stuff, kind of falls through. And then they make these other plans, and it's almost like a metaphor for them parting ways. Uh, you know for for college because as you know as it's a running joke throughout the film evan is kind of keeping the fact that he has he's he got into dartmouth and that he's going to be rooming with vogel and and not seth which seth is becomes very offended by because it's almost like he's like what like you're my best friend and you're choosing this guy over me you know and then so that all comes into play in the in the end and and they work things out uh but it's also it sucks when when they're saying bye and 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 seth is like we'll put it there you know like almost like a final handshake uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) if my if my buddy did that to me i would probably be offended because it's like no fucker like what like this isn't we're not you know suddenly not gonna know each other but the future is uncertain and um you know, just make sure your friends every day know that you care. Make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, 
and getting into like the, uh, us doing the podcast and having it be a, a thing for six years now that's what's so cool about having this be a thing this platform you know because it keeps us in the loop with each other it gives us an agenda you know it, it, it forms a reason for us to hang out whether it be on air or not it, it, there's a schedule there and so we're always right. intertwined with each other's lives because of this show and uh it's a special thing and 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 i'm glad you guys have stuck around and i hope you have as much fun as i do uh with it well, let me grab some tissue real quick <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, it's hard to find the time to do this, but to know that I'm attempting to make time to do this is, uh, it, it, it means something to me if I make, you know, uh, trying to make time for it. So, um, I know uh, the last couple of episodes, I haven't been able to be around or be uh, available, but you know, work happens, life happens. Uh, and I guess that's essentially part of the the film as well. Life happens, uh, things go go on. But um, yeah, I love doing this, and I'll, I'm going to keep doing it as, uh, with you guys as as much as I can. I mean, been doing it for me and you, Wes, have been doing this thing for yeah six years, pretty much. You know, and and then it goes without saying, like the the point of it doesn't matter that you can't do it every week because we me and ryan and everyone understand that because uh of all of us you have the most responsibility as a family man uh nowadays uh and we can respect that but you always have uh, a seat at the table um if that means anything yes i appreciate that i'm just the new guy happy <laughs> that you guys said hey you know what we'll let you be on <laughs> <laughs> but no i i'm to, to like go along with that no like i it, it's pretty awesome to be a part of something like this and <clears throat> kind of um every week i have something to look not that i don't have things to look forward to in my personal life but this has gives me something to kind of get away from work get away from everything else and hop on here for like an hour and a half hour with you guys it's kind of a it's very 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 awesome and i've said it multiple times how how uh, stoked i am to, to, to do this with you guys they didn't mean to to, to flex on you with the six year uh, oh no dude right i'm no no no, no hell no no you're never gonna you guys are the ogs you're the og uh, and, and kudos to you for uh for sticking around because i think sometimes me and west have have hard times trying to keep a, a, a you know a, a third um, uh, host on. So you're doing a stellar job. It's just awesome to have uh, Ryan around and that he's so committed. And and whether you're the new guy or not, like you've just done an absolutely phenomenal job week after week. So thank you for being uh, such a great co-host, man, and friend. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Going back to the movie, what uh, do you guys have a rating? What, what would your be your rating for this? Uh, we're going off of five. We're going off of the, the five rule, right? Yes. Out of five, I'm going to give this a uh, five. For me, uh, nostalgically, um, um, just this movie for me, at least, uh, since day one of watching it from earlier today, watching it is uh, it, it's never old. I can watch this again tomorrow and laugh still. Um, I can watch this after we get off recording this. I can I can rewatch it after we record this and, and still laugh again at the same things I laughed about four hours ago. Um, um, for me, that's that's uh, a quality in a movie that I, I I look for, and and that's what this one has. At least for me, I, I give it five. Um, about you, Ryan? Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm right there, maybe four point five. Um, but yeah, I know it's. <clears throat> It's uh, like you like you said, and like we've been talking about, it's the fucking perfect teen raunchy comedy. Like it doesn't get much better than this, and I don't think anything will <clears throat> will uh, top this. I I'll, I'll even put it as it's better than um, a lot of those early those late nineties, early two thousand movies, American Pie, things like that. I think it's it's way above those flicks. So yeah, no four and a half, I think for me. Pussies on the pavement, fellas. Let me start. Let me start. Let me start. Take a picture. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> what he was saying, but it, it just has me dying every time. Oh my god! But when Bill Hader's fucking, uh, it's like a couple seconds. But when he's dancing in the house party after they just broke it up. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I was gonna bring that up too. Oh man, I fucking forgot about it. That was hilarious. And, and the music the he's beer. dancing to is like anti-cop, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, no justice, no peace. <laughs> Don't trust the police. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. And Stephanie's like, I'm gonna cut your fucking. I'm gonna stab you with this knife. Cut your fucking face off. Put it on and go in there and buy the beer myself. <laughs> Like you don't have the steady hand or the technology to do that. So there. <laughs> you look like fucking Pinocchio. Yeah, you take that vest off. You look like Aladdin. <laughs> what about you, Wes? What would you rate? What would you rate this? <clears throat> this is a uh, four four out of five for me. Nice four out of five. When the the cops fucking break up, uh, they cock block Vogel. <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. they're like, yo, friends don't do that, man. You just cock block Vogel. We should be guiding his cock. You know? Not blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're whispering. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. They're like, did, yeah. uh, did you guys did you guys read that? Um, I was reading, where did that fuck did I see? It might have been in an article. It might have been something else. But uh, I guess like cops come up, used to come up to Seth Rogen and tell him like, oh, like you're the reason why I became a cop. And Seth Rogen would be like, 
No, you have. Did you actually watch the movie? Like, it's not <laughs> to be like that. I was a horrible cop. <laughs> yeah, they're literally drinking and driving and fucking doing crazy shit. They're, they're like, doing the uh, the breathalyzer, <laughs> trying to see how drunk they are. They literally, they're at a bar. <clears throat> they tell the bartender, "Yeah, we can't pay for these." So. He's like, let's get and, out of here. And then Seth, Seth Rogen's character goes, yeah, can we get 10 beers for the road? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple swan facts if you guys want to hear them before we get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so writer Evan Goldberg's brother actually drew all the penis sketches featured in the film. And he, you know, although there's only a handful that are actually seen in the film, um, he submitted over a thousand sketches. For this <laughs> holy shit wow damn that's a lot of time <laughs> i like to see the crazy ones that didn't make it on the screen <laughs> the ones i did were fucking amazing <laughs> hilarious <laughs> hilarious mr t one oh my god <laughs> with the mohawk <laughs> killed me uh... um actor Christopher Mintz Blast uh, was only 17 when the film was shot, so his mother had to be present for his love scene. Oh my god. That, that's gotta be uh, embarrassing. <clears throat> I guess he said that uh, it actually, having his mom present uh, made it better for when they went to the premiere, so it wasn't uncomfortable for them because she knew, you know, it was already coming up and they never, yeah. they've never spoke of it to this day. <laughs> oh my God. Seth Rogen was originally set to play Seth, of course, in the film, but because of his obvious age at the time, it didn't make sense. What do you guys think about this? Do you, do you think it would have been weird? I feel like even then, like looking at him how he looked as the cop, like, there's no fucking way he would pass for high school at that point. No. No. Uh, I feel like he looks almost too old to be in college. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like the guy who's like still in college after like nine years. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just here to have fucking party. Fucking <laughs> Donkey Kong, man. Fucking, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. And my final swan fact the the crew actually shot a clean version for tv at the same time of production and uh and the crew would leave the cameras running for hours capturing many many moments in the process so they would literally Wait, so there's two different versions so there's one on tv and there's one yeah so they really? would they would shoot a scene the the dirty scene that's actual you know what we saw the theatrical cut and then they shot a like a clean version so they would redo the scene without any swearing or or foul shit for like a huh. like a TV ver like a for like TBS yeah, like a censored version <laughs> that you could run on FX or whatever basic cable they literally shot two movies they shot the movie twice all right guys any any closing thoughts on uh, Superbad Check it out now on uh, streaming on Prime for any all you yeah. streamers out there. Check it out if you haven't already. I can't, have, I, I can't imagine anyone who hasn't seen this movie. I feel really bad if they haven't. Uh, if, my... you, if, if someone listening, if if you know if you know someone who hasn't seen this, please introduce them to this. My uh, my coworker 
who is only 25 has never seen this. So there are no. people. They, they do exist. It's pretty fucking weird, but. <laughs> so. That's wild. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like you've never seen super bad like, like wow i don't i don't even that's think the, he's, that's the he's, first thing i would say he's never seen gotta, the matrix either so i don't oh my god <laughs> you can't work with this <laughs> you're bad for your health you cut off you cut off <laughs> um oh man yeah so people exist but if you're one of them out there and you, for some reason, you're listening to our little pop culture podcast, check out Superbad from 2007 on Prime. Yes. It, uh, it's definitely a milestone for comedy. It's like, you know, what what John Hughes did for the 80s is, you know, what uh, what Superbad did for us. So check it out. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's go back to um, 2012. Let's do. I think you guys haven't done this. Chronicle? No, we've never done Chronicle. No. Michael B. Jordan. Um, Dane Tehan, is that his, how you say his name? Yeah. I think. Sorry, I feel like yeah. I, I always fucking. I, I butcher that guy's name, and he's, he's really good, so I apologize for that. Um, James. Yo. Why don't you uh, tell everybody out there where they can find us? All right. So if you're just stumbling upon this podcast, we are Drop the Mic. We are a San Diego-based podcast, and we are pretty much available on every single platform that plays podcasts, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, uh, uh, Speaker, uh, Spotify, anything that plays a podcast, we're pretty, I can guarantee you we're probably on that there. Um, if, if we're on there, give us a five stars, a positive review, a thumbs up, uh, subscribe or like, or whatever it may be. If you have the time, leave us a positive review. If you want, um, uh, share us to your friends, family and coworkers. If you think that would enjoy the stuff that we talk about, uh, we have a huge catalog over 300 episodes now of, uh, past episodes. You can go listen to and um here and and tons of movies and and news from years ago uh check that out if you'd like and um follow us on instagram that is at drop the mic underscore podcast me and wesley are both attached to that you can see our weekly focuses you can comment on those Um, let us know if you loved the episode if you hated it um, what we could do different um anything like that it's it's always welcome constructive criticism um, and if there's a film that we haven't done that you want us to do, um, you can write us on a post or you can DM us and uh, write us there. We'll respond to you as quickly as possible, usually within the same day of, of that uh, question or comment. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much about it. And we have a Twitter, and it is, uh, remind me again, Wes. It's at drop the mic pod. Check us out on yeah. there. So next week, uh, Chronicle, and I just wanted to give a quick plug to uh, our best of 2022 episode that just dropped. Um, it's two and a half hours of uh, myself and Chris Pollock, uh, you know, a very close friend and constant um, collaborator of, of, with the show, um, talking about all of the movies and television that we loved uh, for for last year now, and. Um, 
And and then there's a bit on the stuff that we didn't like so much. So hit that up. Uh, you know, give us some likes, some streams. It's a lot of fun. Very funny bits in there. And uh, yeah, until next week, gentlemen. I want to give a shout out to Chris too. Miss you, man. I know I haven't talked in a long time, but uh, I enjoy your episodes when you're on them. So um, drop to you. Yes, the goat. Yes. All right, fellas. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, James, for making time to come back. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Ryan, for being the uh, ride or die that you are. We, so, love, we love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love you, man. All right. So, uh, until next week, this is Wesley Swanson, James Warney, Ryan Jimenez signing off, saying good fight and good night. Evan! Get into the game. Take it over to me. Seth, get off the field. Dude, get out of here. They're going to make me run laps again. Dude, just fucking listen, okay? Jules and her stupid fucking friend came up to me, and they asked me to buy her alcohol. But not just her, for a whole party. You know what that means? By some divine miracle, we were paired up, and she actually thought of me. Thought of me enough to decide that I was the guy she would trust with the whole funness of her party. She wants to fuck me. She wants my dick in and around her mouth. Did you ever think that maybe she's just using you to get her alcohol? She doesn't want your dick. Yes, of course I thought of that. That's like the first thing that came to my mind. Just listen. My older brother always says like the nastiest shit. Like he called me Hyman until I was 12. Seth, I want to blow you. And she didn't say that, come on. She didn't say the second part, but the first part, she's got an older brother. And she could have asked him, but she asked me. She looked me in the eyes and said, Seth, mom is making a pubie salad and I need some Seth's own dressing. She's DTF, she's down to fuck, man. Right. P and Vegie. She wants to fuck, man. Tonight is a night that fucking is an actual possibility. You just sound like an idiot. You're not gonna be able to sleep with her, man. No, dude, I don't wanna talk a lot of shit, okay? Well, she's gonna be at the party, and she's gonna be drunk, and she likes me at least a little enough to get with me. At the very least, I'll make out with her. Two weeks hand job, month blowjob, whatever, whatever. And then I make her my girlfriend. And I've got like two solid months of sex. By the time college rolls around, I'll be like the iron chef of pounding vage. Okay, can you just get out of here and we'll, we'll talk what about the this later? Fuck, Evan, we're down two points. Fucking calm down, Greg. It's soccer. It's soccer. Fuck you, man. Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.